1: host Ralph Malvro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
3: Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fans. You donated. You're going to get Drunk History next month. Probably me and Kevin talking about the 2,000 Saints or some other nonsense. And you donated enough to get an extra podcast, which you got last Thursday at the start of free agency. A thousand of you people already listened. 17,000 of you people listened to last week's shows. We thank you. It's humbling to have that many people listen. Uh, all right. All um, right. Start with the Brandon Cooks trade. Uh, Andrew, I think after thinking about it for a couple of days, I called it uh, an abomination when I first saw it on Twitter. Twitter's never, never the place to, to just put yourself out there. But it's not quite an abomination. But, but here's, the, here's the question I think if you could give me an answer to, I can tell you whether I think it was a good trade or a bad trade. If the Saints had to trade Brandon Cooks, I'm okay with it. If they wanted to trade him, it was a terrible trade. Is that a fair assessment and your thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, I agree. Um The thing that really, I mean, I've said this a million times. The thing that kills me is the fourth round pick. I think if they had gotten a first and a third for Cooks or even Cooks and a seventh for a first and a third, I would have been fine with it. Um To me... To me, the advantage you gain, you know, for moving up 10 spots is negligible, especially at that point in the draft. You know, it's not like moving from 11 to 1 or uh, 28 to 18, you know, just g- going from 10 spots higher. I mean, roughly, I, I can't remember the exact number. Maybe it's 12 spots. But, you know, from from basically the tail end of the third round uh, versus the top end of the fourth round, um, I, I just don't really feel like, I mean, that to me, that's a wash. And so... Um, really what we're talking about is cooks for the 32nd pick overall. And, um, you know, there were some reports out there, um, that led me to believe that, uh, you know, now since then, it sounds like those reports have been discounted and the higher picks from the Eagles and the Titans were never really in play. So now that I know that, I mean, it sounds like the 32nd pick, uh, was really the best offer they had. Um, and so maybe they had to take it, um, I think, unfortunately, it just got too far into it um, to where there was no turning back. And uh, I think Cooks wanted out. Uh, I think he wasn't happy about the way things were playing out. Uh, I think there was, you know, some back and forth between him and and Michael Thomas on Twitter. Um, you know, there, there there was a point of no return where they just had to move forward with this. And I think it kind of forced the issue a little bit. Um, and it's a bummer.
3: Kevin, there was no reconciliation. You don't know, think they could have done like say anything and had John Cusack, Mickey Loomis, hold up hold up the boombox at Brandon Cooks' apartment and like kiss and made up? There was none of that. Um,
0: I don't know that they want. Did they want him back?
3: I don't know. That's the thing. No one knows because the Saints like didn't go yeah. on the on the record. But Kevin, uh, Bill Belichick made Mickey Loomis give him a fourth round pick that he had to set on fire because of Deflate Gate. Um, how gangster is that of Bill Belichick to demand a pick that he has to light on fire?
1: I, I mean, it, it kind of answers itself. I mean, <laughs> Belichick, like like Belichick, If Belichick wasn't wasn't such like a a bond villain, like he'd be, <laughs> He's the like he's the guy that you want coaching your team. He's a guy you want coaching your team. He's out here hoarding draft picks. He's out here grabbing guys on short-term deals uh, when they when they either have chips on their shoulder or, or, or they feel that they've got something to prove. So he gets so it's like he's buying, he buys low, he sells high. He got a motive like he managed to get a motivated Randy Moss, and somehow he was better. He managed to get a motivated uh, Corey Dillon. Back in the day. And I think they won a, I think they they won did. Won a Super Bowl when he was on the team. Clock uh, and on. right. And he, he's got a motivated Chris Long after he left uh, or I can't remember if he left or was traded from St. Louis. Uh, got a motivated Chris Long and somehow uh, I'm not saying Chris Long is responsible for them solely winning a Super Bowl. But you know. they got him now, I think, on a one year deal. And it's basically all right, prove uh, prove you can still do it. And I guarantee you, Chris Long, if he even if he plays well, they'll 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 get rid of him. They'll get rid of him. They're not gonna give him a brand new deal and give him multi-years or anything. That leave that to the Browns of the world do something like that. Belichick just I I it's it's uncanny. It's absolutely <laughs> Here, uncanny. Here's and the, so spinning it Be- back. Belichick's, back Belichick's, Belichick's
2: money market IRA, Probably is looks fucking beautiful because <laughs> Belichick knows exactly when to buy low and he knows exactly when
1: to sell. Here,
3: high. Here's the scariest. Thing. Yeah. Here's the scariest thing about Bill, Bill Belichick. He's,
1: he's got I, I no, no, no. I'll tell you what's scary about Bill Belichick is is is, is he's got like five or six guys named beaks. That are giving him the report on the frozen concentrated orange juice market. Okay, <laughs> this guy is going to make a killing. Exactly,
2: exactly. No, but
3: people on Twitter like he must NFL, be
2: a whiz on the stock.
3: Market. NFL talking heads were so impressed by Belichick. They're like, you know what? The rumor is he just he doesn't even really like coaching anymore. He just likes being a G, G, general manager and, uh, and 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 getting the better of all these teams. Like he doesn't even really like coaching anymore, bro. I and. Uh, that was that was to me. I was like, God, and it's the Saints getting taken advantage of. But Dave, here's another. I mean, he's
0: basically he's he's really is Kevin's wet dream.
3: <laughs> yes, in terms he's of my account. wet dream too. <laughs> um, here's something. Here's something I, I, I was thinking of. Uh, about before we get into Malcolm Butler and all that other stuff, Dave. The thing with the 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 Jimmy Graham trade, and and I know y'all thought it was a good deal, and I'm on an island and think it was bad. But the thing is, with the Jimmy Graham trade, I think the reason why people don't think it's bad is because even though they botched the 32nd pick, people can say, well, Max is pretty good, and he helped the offensive line, and it was a wash, and the offense didn't get hurt. So it's a good trade. This trade, Brandon Cooks is going to dominate in New England. And the Saints won't have a player like Max Unger to balance off if they fuck up the 32nd pick. The 32nd pick... He's always going to be, that's what they traded Brandon Cooks for. Dave, how good does the
1: 32nd... There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.
3: you need indeed pick have to be to make this trade worthwhile
2: well um first of all i mean I, you know you're right i would say this year more so than 2015 uh they really need to 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 get both these picks um to, to nail them and, and and we thought that way back in 2015 we were like they have to get both of, them. and that's the problem the problem is is with those two picks they got Andrews Pete and Stefan Anthony. Uh Andrews Pete, you know, looking like that may be a pretty good pick, uh, but Stefan Anthony not so much. So uh, they really need to do I I I think they really need to do a better job this well, year. Well, I mean better job, but like um, like how so the could- problem is that the problem is that the thirty second pick, I that's that's not even a first round pick. That's a that's a second pick in my opinion. I don't think there, there are thirty guys. Uh, that are going to be on the draft board, that are going to have first-round grades. Uh, so yeah. I, I don't think you're necessarily going to get a first-round guy um, with a 30-second pick. I think you're really getting more of a second-round guy. So I that's, mean, that's I, I don't problem. think
0: we need to call it a second-round guy. I mean, it, it, it's the 30-second overall pick. What I hate is when people describe it as a first-round pick. Like, it, when you when you describe it that way, it makes it seem like they're all created equal. Yeah. And the 12th pick right. is the same thing as the 32nd pick. The Saints were traded the 32nd overall pick. There is an advantage, um, you know, and a lot of fans have talked about this, which is the fifth year team option. And so that involves trading. Damn,
3: that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, but I, I think that's the advantage of having a yeah. pick in the first round, even at 32, is that you get a guy for five <clears throat> years. If you choose to have him for that fifth year, you know, if you're the first pick in the second round, which is the very next pick, there is no fifth year option. So, um, you know, long term, there is some benefit there. Um, but other than that, Dave's right. I mean, you, we can't call this a, quote, first round pick and act like it's the exact same thing as picking 17th overall, because it's not. It's 15 picks later.
3: Kevin, why do you think? And I know they know part of the answer, but I, I want to ask you this. The national media, including notorious Saints-hater Bill Barnwell, who blocked me uh, on the Twitters, he gave the Saints a B plus, and he gave New England a B for the trade. The national media is like, Saints did pretty good. They got two picks for Brandon Cooks. Uh, and Saints fans kind of hate the trade. Why do you think that is?
1: Uh, I think it's because and listen, maybe the Saints had talked themselves you know and I'm probably, I'm almost certainly guilty of this. Maybe we all talked ourselves into more than he was worth. I mean I we, we you know because I mean we kept hearing we kept hearing the whole oh man Tennessee might be interested this other team might be interested oh the Patriots might be interested oh man Malcolm Butler okay all right all right maybe yeah okay I can see <laughs> this and then all of a sudden you're like okay, we get the 32nd pick in the draft and then we move up like 12 slots into round three or something. It's like, wait, what? So we're netting, we're not, I mean, like we're breaking even. I, I don't know. It's like we're know, netting that, that a third pick, round but it's pick. not that, even that much.
3: The third round pick is not at the beginning of the third. It's at the end of the third round, right? It's the, comp- right. It's the compensatory
1: yes. pick for Cleveland. Yes. Right. Yes so so it so it, it just i guess i guess maybe saints fans talked themselves up on on cooks's value well here's and then and then when it came down everybody in the everybody in the national media was like no 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 this this seemed good hey. i don't think i would look at it as i still don't think it was a good deal even though even though i'm willing to to even though I'm willing to uh float the notion that we might have overinflated his worth. I still, I think, I, I think there was a better deal to be had. Somewhere. I mean,
0: I, I just want to run through real quick the the names of the guys that are picked 32nd overall. I mean, j- just to give you guys a sense of the type of talent you get, you've got Matt Elam of the Ravens, um, who is basically, I mean, he, he just got busted for having so many drugs that he's obviously a dealer. Um, <laughs> You got Patrick Robinson of the Saints, who I think we all remember well. A- Anthony Gonzalez, as was kind of a, a man receiver um, for the Colts for a while. Um, you know, Logan Mankins is, is kind of the one guy, real solid guard. Ben Watson, the tight end. Patrick Ramsey, the quarterback. You, know, you have Breeze, but Breeze, I mean, that was a second-round pick back then. Um, yeah. he, Dennis, Dennis Northcutt. The receiver Jerome Payton, a former Saint Leland McElroy, Ralph—you probably remember him. Jerome Payton
3: was—he wor- wow. he scored on the River City Relay. Yeah.
0: They're, they're, mm. Yes, that's yeah, right. That's right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, these names I just mentioned—I mean, those are the people that you would remember. And you know, besides Breeze and Logan Mankins, um, I mean, the rest is just players that were either barely serviceable or, or kind of awful.
3: Yeah, it's.
0: I mean, the odds are not good if you look at the history of the second pick.
3: <sighs> you know, um, it, it's hard to to look at it, and you look at this trade, and I just think, Dave, um, we're talking. We sort of our initial reaction was terrible. We're sort of talking ourselves into it, and I feel like it's it's sort of like an episode of this. <laughs> podcast where the audio will be a fucking disaster and I will edit it and I will make it better and then I'll be like don't worry it's okay and then I load it up and then Andrew listens to it the next morning and he's like dude that audio is a fucking disaster (laughs) (laughs) and I feel like that Saints fans are me with the podcast they're trying to talk themselves into it but it's really pretty bad you know no, I, 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 I just,
2: mm-hmm. Cook's trade specifically? Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, other, I, I think every, the other two guys hit on it. I mean, just, there's just a big discrepancy between uh, expectation leading up to it and, and the reality. Um, the reality is, I, I mean, we got fed all these stories about, about interested teams and, and, and deals being thrown around when in reality none of that was probably going on I, I, and 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 the 32nd pick was absolutely the best that the Saints could do i think uh, and, and that's just the reality of it. i
3: think what yeah. would have been a good public service is after the trade the advocate ran a story and was like this is what Randy Moss got traded for. This is what <laughs> Percy Harvin got traded for. This is what Brandon Marshall got traded for. And they named a couple other ones. And all of them were like two second round picks. Percy Harvin was a, th- a first and a fourth and they sent back a seven. I think if we would had that article to read while the trade rumors were going on, the expectations would have been reset in a better place and maybe would feel better right. about it. You know, um, yeah,
0: I think one the one layer we don't know, and like looking back on all this now, I really do think the Saints were leaking a lot of information, like trying to inflate, yeah. yeah, artificially inflate the Cook's value on the open market in a trade scenario because, you know, there was talk about all these first round well, picks and Sean Payton. We did say Sean that Payton, though. The guy that Sean Payton, the guy that hates the media, is like, yeah, goes well. out and specifically says, well, we're not going to trade him unless we get a king's ransom. You know, kind of sending the message, you know, kind of artificially trying to act like there's a bunch of teams interested and, and that they're offering a lot. Um, I think the reality is, listen, we all know Sean Payton's a really proud guy, and I think he's looking at himself and saying, this motherfucker, Brandon Cooks, comes in. Now, the report that I saw for the first time, I, I didn't realize this happened during the season, but Nick Underhill kind of dropped the bomb that after the Rams game, cooks got into a shouting match with the coaches and you know they blow out this team great win everybody's on a high and was it was it the rams or the 49ers which game was it? it was the rams right yeah okay so cooks comes into the locker room all pissed off after a big win where the offense was amazing and he's bitching at the coaches and they get into a shouting match and then after the fact I'm sure Sean Payton said, you better get your mind right. This is about the team and and you, you're you being selfish and you need to figure this this shit out. And instead of kind of letting it blow over and kind of going the Mark Ingram route where he's like, it was selfish, I apologize. He drops the quote about closed mouths don't get fed. And I just think, I think Sean Payton's a prideful guy. And in looking back now, I think that was a moment where he was like, this motherfucker, you know, I've I've been the number one offense in the NFL. I've survived trading Chris Ivory, Jimmy Graham, Darren Sproles, um, Reggie Bush. Uh, I'm forgetting someone, Kenny Stills. Um, Kenny Stills. I've still? traded all. I've, I've traded all these guys away who were supposed to be huge hits to our offense. Nope, we're still number one. I can survive in an offense without Brandon Cooks too. If he's gonna act like this, I'm gonna send this punk ass out. And so I, I, I looking back now, I think the mentality has been all along, we're getting that guy out of our locker room. And I think that I in and looking at it that way, I actually think the Saints played this pretty well and got the most they could.
3: Yeah. Um That's an interesting point because Kevin, I don't know what the Saints think. If they think Michael Thomas is going to be like the better version of Mar- Marcus Colston, but just as quiet, like he's going to be, he's going to be a diva. So, like, what are they? Are they going, Kevin? Are they just going to trade anybody that does it, any ruffles, any feathers? They're just going to be out the door. Receivers? Is this going to be a trend? Are we going to? Are we going to do this until they have to get rid of Sean Payton because they suck? I mean, like, it's. I don't like. I don't like this trend of. Sending the malcontents out the door when they're not really that bad of guys.
2: I like it. It's very Bill Belichickian. I enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I I like it too. But it, again, I don't know what was going on behind the scenes. I mean, what what what, what Andrew's saying is like if he got in the face of a coach and was like pissing and moaning after a win, and was making you know the, doing passive aggressive stuff out in public.
3: A win where he didn't catch a pass. Willie Sneed was throwing touchdowns, and they were running packages for Tommy Lee, uh, whatever his name is, uh, in the fourth quarter. They couldn't get Brandon Kilks one fucking pass. I mean, is he? Is it not okay to just be mad? Don't you get mad at your
1: job? I mean, you know. Yeah. Oh no, no. Listen, you, I, I, ba- I, 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 I would agree, and and if I was you know handling PR for for any athlete. I would, li- I would sit the, sit the person down and, and, and tell them this at the beginning of our contractual thing, and, even, and I would even get in touch with them on games when this happens. I would say, listen, there are going to be games where you are going to contribute little or nothing, and there's going to be a victory. And here is what you are to say. And if anybody asks you how you feel, you are to say this. Or, or, or and and if somebody and if they keep prying if you feel like if you feel neglected in any way or whatever then all, all you have to say is, all you, to, don't this be, is all
3: you
1: have to say is not me singing that's me all you have to all you have to say is yes uh i uh, you know i can say it's like yeah i'm disappointed that i didn't get a catch because i always want to i always want to contribute to the team. And I always feel like I can contribute, you know, big things that theme, but we won. And going forward, I hope to, uh, I hope to contribute to, uh, to future wins period. That End of very, story. That, Next that question. was
2: very well done. Kevin. That was very textbook textbook.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's the same thing. plague that the giants have with, with, Odell Beckham. And I think until he cares less about his theatrics and his stats and whether or not some ref or some defensive back is playing fairly, and he worries more about the team and the result of the team. I mean, th- those are the teams that win. You know, is it, they, they don't have a lot of me players. And you, you look at a guy like Randy Moss, the ultimate me guy. He had the most success in his career you know, in terms of team success when he was able to take a back seat when he was with the Patriots.
3: Well, here's a here's a interesting thing. Uh- and I'll start this with you Dave and we can go around the horn real quick. Um do you still have confidence in Mickey Loomis as a GM? Cuz I'm wavering. I look at this I look at this team and I look at their Super Bowl as Haley's comet. They got Drew Brees, the 2000 draft, 2006 draft is clearly an aberration in the last decade. They hit on a couple free agents. It was a party, but it was mostly luck. And their theory on how to build a team is completely wrong. <laughs>
2: um. Well, I, I think their theory on drafting is completely wrong. Um. If you want to attribute that to Mickey Loomis, you can do that. Um, might be more of a patent thing. I don't know. Um. Man, that's. I mean, I mean, who, who else do you? First of all, first of all, if, if the Saints have another seven and nine season or, or worse, um,
3: nobody's getting fired.
2: I, nobody's. getting oh, fired. I, I. I don't know about
3: that. Nobody's um, getting fired. I,
2: I, Not I, as long I as Benson's see, alive. I could see Peyton. I could see Peyton getting fired. I don't know about Loomis.
3: No,
1: um, when was the last time Benson was seen in public? He's, man,
3: had, he's, 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 had, a, he's had a Pelicans he's had game. He's
1: every Pelicans game. Okay.
3: Andrew, do you have confidence in Mickey Loomis?
1: Uh,
0: you know. I think
3: it's tough, man. I don't know. I,
0: I think when you look at the guys that they've drafted on paper, um, there's been very few picks. I would say Garrett Grayson was one of them, but there's been very few picks where I've thrown out my, my hands and been like, this is awful. Like I cannot believe they just added this guy. I mean, you look at the talent of Stefan Anthony, um, the talent of Patrick Robinson coming out of the draft. I mean,
3: I was. I, I threw think, my hands up for the pirate. I will. I've been yeah, wrong a lot about. I, I a love drafting. the
0: Malcolm Jenkins pick. I mean, I, I, to me, it's less about the who they're picking. I, I think there may have been some problem with their scout side. Maybe their scout team needed a revamp. I think the Jeff Ireland thing, for the most part, part has been positive. Adding him, but I, I really think the constant throughout this whole tenure has been that Sean Payton and Drew Brees paired together are going to give you a top five offense, usually number one. That's the constant. So this offense is absolutely 100%. Regardless of the role players they add around Sean Payton and Brees, it works. And they've had a lot of talent. You know, So it's not like they haven't brought guys. But I think they're very good at identifying what they want, what they need, and plugging guys into those holes and making them stars, making them role players. And, and I just think on defense, that, I, that has never happened for this unit. And so they, the Haley's comment that you talk about is they kind of struck gold with Rob Ryan in his first year. They kind of struck gold with Greg Williams in his first year. And it, it didn't really stick with either. And I, I think part of the problem is a lack of identity. And I think, I think not having continuity with defensive coordinators, you know, there was a potential scheme change for a little bit. Um, And so you're, you start to draft guys that fit that scheme and then you switch back to a different scheme. You're like, all right, we just drafted all these guys that don't fit the scheme, you know, so that, that, that part of that, that part's a problem. But to me, it's a combination of the, move, the, the lack of identity on defense. the lack of Bill Belichick, it's always been the same thing and during his whole tenure with New England. This is how we play defense. This is how we play offense. These are the kind of guys we're going after. It's only on one half of the ball for the Saints. On the other half, it's constantly changing. And I think the second thing I would say is their development of those players because of the moving pieces has been really poor. We will not have Joe I mean, Vitt they, to
3: blame anymore this year. I mean, I, I, just, you, look,
0: I don't think like Jonathan Casillas, Jolon Dunbar, those were talented players. I, I just think if they had been in a different system, I mean, Casillas was a starter for the Giants in the playoffs, you know? So I, I they, they've had guys with talent, Junior Gillette. I mean, they, I, I I, don't know that Stefan, I don't know that Stanley Jean-Baptiste would have been a disaster with a different team. I, I just think this team is terrible at Hmm. developing defensive players. I mean, there's... The Pirate would have been terrible anywhere. The only linebackers that have worked for Sean Payton have been guys that were brought up elsewhere and that came to the Saints with already an acumen and a knowledge of defense. So you're saying... No one has been drafted and, and, and blossomed with the Saints at linebacker.
3: Kevin. Um... I know you want the Saints to select Trey Down, uh, for the draft. Um,
2: what college is he from? He's uh, from the I, College uh... of Dreams.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but Kevin, the Saints are pretty shitty at. at cor- I think it's
1: a D three school.
3: <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, the Saints are pretty shitty at cornerback, though, and they talked about mm-hmm. and they talked about Malcolm Butler. Yep. If the Saints give a second or a third round pick for Malcolm Butler and pay him seventy million dollars. Would you be okay with that?
1: No. 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 no.
3: What's your alternative though? Because their corners are pretty fucking terrible.
1: One guy is not going to revamp the defense. That's the thing. It's like you wanna throw it's like we're gonna throw a ton of money at one guy and hope, and hope that he's that much of a, uh, of a success in, in covering, in covering a guy. I, I mean, like if this was, if this was a defensive end, if this was a defensive end, who, who was averaging double digit sacks and you wanted to pay him something. Okay. All right. I could see that. I mean, is Malcolm Butler generating, uh, a ton of a ton of turnovers or passes defensed is is he shutting down one side of the field? Is he known for for being excellent on on safety blitzes? Like like what? <laughs> like 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 somebody to to throw a ton of money at somebody. You want him to it, be? It, it it has to be it it has to look like a goddamn grand slam.
3: Andrew, the Saints' corners are mm-hmm. terrible. What do you think of that? Like, and and if they deal for Malcolm Butler, do, the, do we have to factor that into the Brandon Cooks trade? And and that sort of thing. But no,
0: I, I think the Brandon Cooks trade is in isolation. Now, you know, if, if they get that ship is sailed, I don't think the Saints get bonus points for the Cooks trade and, and goodwill moving forward with any Malcolm Butler trade. Belichick I mean, does not even
3: good. Give a break to his kids. He's not giving no break to the Saints.
0: Yeah, I just think if the Saints are going to trade for Butler, it's going to be in isolation. They're going to compete with 31 other teams for services, and the Saints are either going to give the Patriots the compensation they want or they're not. And I think it has nothing to do with Brandon Cooks at this point. Would you do do it, though? That's the reality. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, number one, we're we're talking about the YOLO offseason. Yeah, we are. Um, I I mean – now the the question is what um, I don't I don't give a first round pick for him but a second round pick or less hundred percent well, I do it. Well, the the, the I, go- I would love it if we could get away with a third round pick for him, but well, that might go- not be enough.
3: The going rate they gave uh, they traded Jamie Collins last year for a third round pick, middle of the year at the trade deadline, and they traded uh, Chandler Jones in the off season for a second round pick and a guard that didn't even make the roster. So it's either a second-round pick or a third-round pick. I think if you want to go totally YOLO, you get the Patriots to take a 2018 second-round pick, which would make Kevin's head explode. But that's the full YOLO. From yeah. Out, from no,
0: I, I I think you do it. I think it's important to remember what the Saints roster is right now. And you look at the corners that are on that roster. You've got Delvin Bro, P.J. Williams. Injured. Ken, Ken Crawley. Injured. And Damian Swan. Injured. Do you know how many of those four guys ended the season on IR?
3: All, all of them?
0: All four of them. That's <laughs> correct. You are correct. All four players finished on IR. In two seasons, PJ Williams has played two games. In two seasons, Damian Swan oh, has played. They were good games, though, Andrew. Nine, they were good games.
3: Nine <laughs> games. PJ Williams so, didn't even play two games. He played a game in a series.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. And Damian <laughs> Swan has played nine games in two years. So corner I, I think I'm, I'm going to be honest I, I was texting this with you today Ralph the Saints need three cornerbacks and I'm not talking about UDFAs I'm not talking about you know uh, they can't be in a position Bubba like they were last Texas, year Kingsbury. where their starters in camp are Devonte Harris and Ken Crawley UDFAs <laughs> because all the other guys are hurt like that that's that's not going to work they need three guys I'm not talking about UDFAs I don't care if it's a couple high draft picks and a vet, two vets and a high draft pick, whatever. They need three corners. So Malcolm Butler is a way to get one. Um, then maybe you add Sterling Moore as well, and then you draft the guy. That gives me three, but there is no way with the four guys they have right now, they are equ- equipped to go into an NFL season. I um, even Some updating
2: in their medical staffing as well.
3: But- <laughs> Yes, that's that. another story. Before we get to Twitter questions, I, I, I'm going
2: to keep beating that dead horse.
3: I saw a um, Kevin. I saw a draft that had the Saints taking uh, Christian McCaffrey at 11, and Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback with 10 career starts, at 32. If they,
2: you got to be kidding. If they the quarterback at 32. If they
3: did that draft, um. WWL would fire me because my Twitter rant would probably involve death threats. Um, Kevin, what would be your worst case scenario draft? And it can include a trade-up. It can include whatever you want. What's your worst case scenario draft as we. As you, as you, as you, if you, if you get your wings and your beer and all your stuff Thursday, and you're sitting down for the draft, you're pumped up. What would be your nightmare scenario?
1: Um, I suppose it would be to package the 32 and the 11 and to move into like the top five or something to draft. Fournette, that's
3: mine.
1: no, no, no. Well, to either take Fournette or a wide receiver.
3: <laughs> they trade up to get Mike Williams.
1: I mean, I would, I would seriously, That'd I would be seriously get on. I would, I, I would, I, I don't know. I would start calling Mickey Loomis, uh, Mike Millen.
3: Hashtag Occ- Occupy Airline. Would it be basically both, yeah? Protest and pitchforks. Andrew, what would be your? And part? then,
1: and then they draft, and
2: then they draft a quarterback with their. Like, yeah, uh, that that was going to be them.
0: mine. I, I mean, either either. <laughs> Either trade up for a quarterback or just take Trubisky like 11th overall. I mean, I would just be like, you guys are freaking never going to learn.
3: Trubisky has 10 career starts and he's not, he's, he's garbage. And if they pick him at 11 or 32 or 42, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Um, <laughs> Andrew, what is, a, what is a realistic scenario that, that, that you think they could do that would drive us insane?
0: I think Fournette. Um, ah, Fournette would drive me
3: insane. It would, yeah, I mean, it would depend. I think
0: Fournette is only in play if well, that would drive you know, Like they were looking at Alex uh, Okafor today. I mean, if they sign him and they get a couple corners, maybe Malcolm Butler, you know, they get enough guys to where they feel like, okay, we can afford to take an offensive player if it's like too good to pass up. Um, at 11 overall because we feel pretty good about the free agents we got so I, I mean there are a couple players away from I think fournette being in play if he falls to 11.
3: Dave you're um, Dave's worst case scenario is fournette he's oh, that,
2: please no he's please good no. though man he's like he's like I, the, Lux, the Panthers are gonna take yeah and I, mean, I, think, I, he's I gonna, think the Panthers are and I think take
3: he's him. gonna struggle with the Panthers because their offensive line sucks. And Fournette, as great as he is, he's like Mark Ingram, Deluxe. Where you need he needs good blocking. He can't create yards out of nothing. Um, here's my worst case scenario. And Kevin, your head's probably your eyes are just gonna bulge out of your head. The Saints trade trade number eleven and thirty two to Cleveland for number one, and the Saints will go, come on in the press conference and say it really was a great deal. Because the 32 and the 11 are only worth 2,000 points. The first overall pick is worth 3,000 points. We got a bargain when we did this to get Miles Garrett. And that would be, or, or probably it would probably be the first, the 11, 32, and the third round pick. And they would trade up to get Miles Garrett and it would still only be like 2,400 points. They'd be like, we got a bargain. We didn't pay sticker price to move up. You know, it'd be like the guy buying a uh, buying a seventy five inch TV, but he doesn't have electricity in his house.
1: Um, that's well, it. I was getting, well. You talk about sticker. You talk about sticker price. So, so so, let's go with a car. It's like, hey man, look at this awesome car we got. Yeah, but don't you need a new roof on your house? Like, is your roof <laughs> like really really old? And there's like you know, you got maybe a couple of drips in there and. You, you know, maybe you need insulation in the ro- in, in, in your attic because it's kind of drafty and everything. Yeah, yeah, man. But look at this, look at this awesome fucking car I got, man. <laughs> the uh, the MSRP, the thing on the sticker said thirty two five. I got it for twenty nine. <laughs> look at me, man. Big deal. I'm a big deal here. Well, how much are the monthly payments? I ah, don't worry about it. I can afford it. Well, can you afford the roof? No. Can you afford to fix the other thing? No. Well, what about the uh, the, the staircase? The, the banister's a little wobbly. Listen, don't worry about that. Look at the car. Look at the car.
3: <laughs> Andrew, you are on it in free agency. Like you're talking about Okafor, you're talking about like corn, I'm like you're talking about corners that I barely know their names. What is a realistic scenario for you to you think a couple of names that the Saints could get? That would really help them. Not Malcolm Butler because he's not technically a free agent. What's a couple of names that you think they could get in the next week or two before the draft that could really? You'd not that you'd be like, oh my God, the problems are solved, but two names that you'd be like, okay, that's, that's a good move. I like that.
0: Well, I mean, I think you know the most obvious and realistic is Sterling Moore. For, first of all, and it, it's not that like I think he's great or even good, but you know when when I just the four guys I just listed. Uh, when those are your top four corners, I mean, he needs to be in the mix. I'm not even saying he's he's a starter, um, but he's a guy that gives you depth um, that I trust. And so, you know, I, I think more is a no-brainer. I mean, they've got to bring him back. Um, His market so, seems you know, to
3: be collapsing, by the way.
0: Um, it. I mean, I hope so. I certainly hope so. Um, but, you know, I, I would say after him, you've got a couple guys as like you, you, could take a flyer on a couple of vets. Um, you know, you've got Darius Butler, Sam Shields, uh, Leon Hall. Um, I mean, I hesitate to say Rivas. I hesitate to say Patrick Robinson. Um,
3: Newman, he's <laughs> forty years old.
0: Yeah, I mean Al- Alteron Werner. I mean, he's a guy that you know was a superstar in the league for a minute. I mean, he was god awful for the Bucks, but uh, that might be worth a look too. Um, so. You know, there there's some guys out there still. Um, They're decent players um, that would be an upgrade. Um, yeah, and I, I think right now. I mean, part of it is they just need bodies.
3: Yeah, that's why you you for a uh, for a little bit a pro Malcolm Butler guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But I, I think regardless, either way, I mean, they have to probably draft. I mean, at least one, maybe two. High
3: no the corners yeah the, i think the, the best case scenario for them is to have a have one of the quarterbacks fall to 32 and then have a team want to get that quarterback and want the fifth year option like cleveland would say hey saints we'll move up the one spot from 33 to 32 so we can take deshaun watson at 32 and have the fifth year option we'll give you our third round pick and then you get the third round pick which is kind of a second round pick. You know what I'm saying? It, it, cause yeah. It's because it's 65 overall, and you still get you're drafting at 33. So then you're getting another pick. You're getting seven picks in the top 140. So I think to me, that's the, that's pretty. I big. think
0: one one hit uh, with the draft. Um, you know, the corner class is very deep, um, so that's positive, and they they all performed extremely well at the combine. So there's a lot to be excited about. Um, if you're looking for a corner, uh, this is a great year for it in the draft. Uh, but I was, you know, and I've been doing a lot of these mock drafts. And one thing about, um, you know, Tradavius White is a guy I really had my eye on in the second round because you know, he's 5'11 and you know how good he was at LSU. But uh, there's a lot of these guys that are six foot plus that ran really good times at the combine. So White's stock is down just a teeny bit because of the size. Um, And He's a great player, so I was really hoping he would fall to the second round into the Saints lap, and then it's a no-brainer. But Sidney Jones uh, of Washington, unfortunately, blew out his Achilles at his pro day, Um, so that's a big uh, factor in the draft. I think that's going to elevate every corner up a slot, uh, including White, who probably elevates to the first round now, Uh, so... I don't know. I I think at 32, the Saints might be in a position where they feel like because of this, what happened with Jones, it's one guy that was a hot prospect in the mix. Uh, They may feel like they may have to jump on a corner at 32.
3: Yeah. All right. We gotta get to these questions. Uh, First question is from is from Deuce. Uh, If the Saints make it back to the playoffs, will you drink nothing but apple teenies for three months? Sure, Deuce. I'll I'll, done done. I'll start drinking it. Wait, can Uh, I
0: drink water like during the day? I'll drink the. Like, app- am I supposed to drink apple teas at work, or can I? Is that just like when I go out?
3: No, I think he probably means for like during games or like. Oh, done. So done. like, I'll drink. I'll drink. I'll drink an apple teeny every day that the Saints are alive in the playoffs. So that includes like the week leading up oh, to the yeah. game and the game day and the next week. So if they would like, if they go all the way to the Super Bowl, like I'll drink. I'll drink apple teenies all playoff month and the next two months. So. I don't even
2: get this question. It's not even a punishment. teenies are
0: delicious.
3: Dude, for a bourbon drinker <laughs> like me? I'd yeah, get... that is.
0: I, I do I do picture that being Dave's dream drink. It does. <laughs> um, Appletini. It's got sugar.
3: Uh, let's see. Is Butler, this is from Manadula. Dave, is Butler so much better than any free agent cornerback out there that we are willing to pay that much and give up a pick?
2: Yep. Well, I, I don't. I mean, he's he's he is the best available free agent cornerback, but uh,
0: especially now.
2: Yeah, especially now that we've already gotten through that first I wave can, of I can't, free agency,
3: I can't be the president of Yolo twenty seventeen, and then when the Saints do a Yolo move that I don't like, criticize it because when you when you go
2: that's right when you, <laughs>
3: when, you when you when you when you when you go Yolo. YOLO can be good, it can be bad. So you got to take, you know, it, 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 it could be great or you could smash into the wall at 100 miles an hour. Um, so Keep I mean, in
0: mind uh, you know, Tremaine Johnson is another guy to keep an eye on. Yeah. And he, I th- uh, the Rams are dabbling in trading him.
3: I would say if you could get one of those guys for a second or a third, you just do it, especially if you could get him for a 2018 pick. Uh, Jonathan asked. Ralph,
2: you take the good, you take the bad. You take them all and there you have YOLO. Facts of life. Uh, 20 <laughs> yeah,
3: Jonathan, Jonathan asked Andrew if you could keep one would you keep cooks or can't guard Mike Mike Thomas of course
0: well, yeah I would I would keep Thomas um I, I just think in this offense specifically um he he can do more things um he's got a higher, higher ceiling more potential and um you know I, I mean I the the Brandon Cooks is exciting, man. I mean, he he's a beast, and uh, the big play home run potential with him is a lot of fun. Um, Michael Thomas doesn't have that, but uh, when it's third and six and you need seven yards, um, Michael Thomas is my guy every time over Cooks. Dude, every if you time.
3: thought Michael Thomas was overdrafted last year and people paid too much for him last year, oh, my God, in fantasy drafts this year, it's going to be
0: of, oh, yeah. Out of control. It is fantasy potentials <laughs> off the charts.
3: Um, this is from uh, Brian, uh, host of the podcast on the Saints Nation website. Uh, and, Dave, if the Saints get Butler and a good pass rusher at 11, predict their season wins.
2: hmm Well, we were talking about how bad the cornerbacks are and how badly they need more than one cornerback. Qu- wow. So. Uh, but they get Butler. mm I don't know, I'm predicting nine and seven regardless so yeah, if, if, they get, nine, if, if, if they get those two guys, then
0: I'd say that's definitely nine and seven
3: uh Andrew, what do you think what's what's their record if they get if they get butler well, a
0: good you, I mean do I get a number of sacks for the pass rusher or no
3: uh I'll give you I mean, is
0: implied is it implied he's good or could it be a pass the saints get the
3: forty the saints get forty sacks as a team and they get butler. How about that?
0: Oh, and does Butler play more than twelve games? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Good. Um, I would say ten and six minimum.
3: Oh, a minimum. Uh, of course. Uh, Brian is—he was all about Cooks even before the Saints picked him because he's an Oregon State alumnus. Who will be the next Saints player that I cape for? Um, I don't know. He was Brian. You were. All about Brandon Cooks. I mean, he was your boy and you were hundred percent right about him eventually, uh, when the Saints picked him. I don't know. Uh do they have a they have an Oregon State Beaver that's worth drafting the first three rounds? Not Candice anymore. Beaver. Uh this is from Dylan. Would you be okay with the Saints taking Taco Charlton and Obi Mel Life Onois in the first round? <laughs> I would because I could butcher that name for three, four years. What what position does he play, Andrew? Safety. Obi-Wan? Yeah. I like it. I like the, I like the, the possibilities of jokes.
0: He, he's the darling. He, he's like the camp hero. He's the darling of every geek blogger right now because he has the size, the speed. You know, he was off the charts at the Combine, so... Uh, yeah, he is soaring oh, up He's, mock, the, mock he's
3: the guy that like his 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 measurables don't quite translate to how awesome he is. he should be more awesome on the well, field. Well, he went to
0: Yukon, so you know, I mean, he ah, played yeah. at a small school but like everyone thinks he's the next Ed Reed now, um because of the combine. Um so I I like him as a prospect actually. Um so I I would be cool with that. Sorry, who who they say 11th? Oh, Taco? Yeah. I mean, Derek Barnett's been my guy all along. I, I'm sticking to that. I'm going to take that one to the draft. I'm not. I'm not flopping on Derek Barnett. I think Taco
3: Charlton is
0: interesting. He is he, my guy at eleven. He,
3: he's Taco Charlton's gotten better every year, but he made a big one year jump, and that always worries me a little bit. You know, um, and I wonder how much of that is Michigan and Jim Harbaugh's scheme and everything coaching him up. Um. Here's an interesting question, Andrew. Foster, White, McCaffrey are still available uh, at 11, but won't be at 32. Who's your pick? Oof.
0: I mean, I got to tell you with Foster, I know he's a great player, um, but they just signed signed A.J. Klein to be the middle linebacker. I mean, I I think Foster would be better, um, but there's a couple things about Foster. Number one, he, I don't even know if he's going to be ready for camp because he's, he just had shoulder surgery. So, you know, that's a concern. He's, he's been injured. Um, And there was that whole combine thing where, you know, I mean, I'm willing to give him a pass on that, I guess, but there's just a character quite at least a question mark. I'm not going to say a red flag, but um, I, I just at 11, it's got, I can't have an injury concern and a character concern. Like a, at 11, it's got to be a sure thing. Dave, um,
3: no. So
0: I, I mean, selfishly, wait, who are my choices? McCaffrey or who
3: McCaffrey white or,
0: uh, or Tradavius white. I think 11 is too high for Tradavius. So I mean, 11 would feel like a, a, a reach for McCaffrey, but my God, would I love to see him in this offense?
3: He's, if he if, if the Saints get him, he's catching 70 passes minimum. Because Reggie Bush nearly caught 100 when he was a rookie. Um, yep. Let's see. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah mocked Fournette to the Panthers. What would suck more than that happening, Dave?
2: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the Saints taking him. Um, him going to the Falcons,
3: I guess. Ooh, the Falcons are having uh, Don Terry Poe in on a, a visit, uh, which... Hopefully they won't sign him because that would help their defense, and I don't like that. Um, let's see who has had a worse off season: uh, Andrew, Atlanta, or Carolina?
0: I mean, they just—it's got to be Carolina. I mean, I, I think their defense is getting older. Um, they lost AJ Klein, who's a very valuable backup for them, and they lost Ted Ginn um, and Freddie I mean, Brown
3: philly brown yeah
0: you you really can't um i mean their big signing as a receiver was russell russell shepherd I mean, I mean what a joke
3: and they get here's here's the thing that always worries me if i'm a fan they signed um khalil the minnesota tackle for 55 million dollars and yeah. minnesota fans were like ha 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 we're glad he's gone that's yeah, never I, good
0: I don't think I don't think they fixed their line yeah, at all.
3: I mean, Detroit fans they're okay because they signed AJ Lang from Green Bay, but they weren't happy when TJ TJ Lang. They weren't happy when War when Warford went to the Saints. They were like, "Damn it!" You know, um, not that that means necessarily everything, but it's that's a, if the Saints sign somebody and their fans are happy that their player is leaving, to me that's a huge red flag. Um... Will, Andrew, this is from Anthony. Will there be anger, sorrow, or emptiness when Cook goes for 200 yards and three touchdowns against us this year?
0: Oh, I think we all expect that. I mean, I, I think in, in some way we've already – there's some acceptance. And you um, know
3: Bill Belichick does that. Like, he will make that happen. Yeah, I mean, listen,
0: listen, happen. listen. Cook's, Cooks is going to be awesome. for the. I, we, we need to come to terms on this now. Cooks will be awesome for the Patriots – and he's going to light the saints up. <laughs>
3: Minimum he his his floor is what he did for the Saints this year. 90 catches, 1150 yards and 10 score. That's his floor and if Gronk gets hurt, bump that up to 115. Oh, God. You know. Uh Andrew, this is a good one for you. Now that Nick for- Nick Fairley has the big contract, what is his preferred pre-practice meal? Five caniacs or 150 wings from Sonic?
0: Both. <laughs> uh, yeah, at the same time.
3: Um, who, Andrew? Who will retire first, Tom Brady or Drew Brees? Brees. We need. We're gonna. Brady. We're gonna. We're gonna try to hunt down the guy. Uh, I'm gonna look up his name now. I don't want to get it wrong. Um, uh, oh, Shaleli. Shaleli Uh He, but but I got his quarterback book last year. He watches every goddamn throw of every NFL quarterback, and he grades them and rates them and puts out a like a e book. And he f- has finished the book, and he's editing it now. And last night, you know, when the when the Saints did the Brandon Cook trade, he's like, the Saints have no direction on defense, which is totally fair. And he's like. Why are they doing this to Drew Brees when at the end of the year, his arm was shot? And I was like, oh, he's a, he's a Drew Brees arm truther. But I can't knock him, Andrew, because he watches every play of every quarterback. So is that a real thing? Did you, did you see that? Because you, I know you were watching grade the Saints. Did you see um, a decline? I mean, I'm
0: trying to remember. Um, I mean, he had no problems throwing the ball in the Arizona game. Um, he threw the ball very well in that game. Um, and then what, what was it? it? was Atlanta. They finished the year at Atlanta. Was there any game in between Arizona and Tampa? Atlanta?
3: But Tampa at home, he looked okay, I
0: think. Oh, yeah, no, he looked good against Tampa, too, yeah. So I I, I think, um, you know, I did notice in that last Atlanta game um, that the ball was coming out wobbly. I think he looked a little better in the second half, but but the first half especially. Um, I mean, I've told you this before, Ralph. I I think Brees has rotator cuff issues. I mean, it it dates back to his original injury, um, and um, I think there was a point, it was maybe – not this past year, but the year before, where the ball was coming out all sorts of wobbly and funky on him. And um, I I just think he does a good – I mean, he probably has like a partial tear in his rotator cuff, and I think he does a great job of strengthening and rehabbing to where he gets it to a place where it's fine. Um, But the problem with an injury like that is you never know which hit is going to aggravate it and kind of, yeah, make it worse. So I I think at times during the season – he takes hits like that, and yeah, the ball is yeah, And, just all, isn't coming and out also, the same. too,
3: and it's, it's not a knock. I mean, well, it will sound a knock, but I think the national media and people that grade Breeze, they, they, they forget the fact that his arm, he has made it an adequate to slightly above average NFL arm because he's a maniac and perfect with his mechanics. And Drew Breeze is, is, a, is not a quarterback where he, if his mechanics are fucked. His throwing goes from adequate NFL quality to way below. And I think people, when they watch his film, they'll be like, oh, his arm's shot. When it's just a game where he was getting knocked around, so his mechanics sped up. And it looks really terrible. Does that make sense? You know, whereas, yeah, like, whereas yeah. like Aaron Rodgers, his arm is so f- phenomenal. If he gets knocked around and has to scramble and have to throw off his back foot, whatever. He's Aaron Rodgers. He's got a cannon.
0: Yeah. It's like Ben Roethlisberger where uh, I can't remember the uh, He like tore his calf or something. Yeah. And he's still just launching bombs down the field. Like he, he was playing on one leg and it didn't affect his yeah. arm at all. You know,
3: Drew Brees, he's 38. Yeah. You hit him five, six, seven times in the first, first quarter and a half. He's going to get jittery and his mechanics are going to go to shit. And that's just sort of where we are with him now. And I think, but I think people that grade him sort of uh, forget that. Um,
0: Yeah. I I think you can trust at this point in his career. I mean, he's been so consistent and diligent that Breeze is going to do the work, you know, to get his body ready. Yeah. you know, you can't control what kind of hits he takes. And so, you know, that's why when you look at the signing of Warford, I mean, that's a big deal. You want us to select. I mean, I feel good about the Saints offensive line right now. Um, and that's important in prolonging his career.
3: Uh, Dave, this is from Bob. How real were other offers that the Saints had, such as Eagles 14, Titans 18? How real were they?
2: We already discussed this. I don't, I don't know if they were, I don't think they were real.
3: Yeah, I mean, Tennessee, I think... I think Tennessee probably offered the fifth pick as like, we'll give you five if you give us 11, you know? And Cooks, yeah. Yeah, and the Saints were like, no. I mean, that would... I mean, that... you think If you think the New England deal is bad, Andrew, and it I think it was, I think, giving back the fourth makes it bad, but if they would have traded Cooks to move up six spots, I mean, that would have been a fucking...
0: What I don't get, and you... It was, uh, I think it was pro football talk that mentioned this, but if the Patriots are going to have to give this pick up and revert back to their 32nd pick in the fourth round, yes, I just don't understand why the Saints didn't find whoever's picking 31st and trade with them and say, look, we're going to give you our fourth round pick. You're going to move up a bunch of spots and just give us a seventh rounder for the trouble. Yeah, I mean, any team would have jumped on that, and then they could have given the Patriots the thirty-first, and it wouldn't have mattered because they would still have to forfeit it and, and get their original pick back at thirty-two.
3: Yeah, I don't. That's 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 a thing. That's the thing that concerns me too. And we should have brought that up earlier. Is, is Mickey Loomis? I feel like
0: he should have done his homework. There, his
3: his 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 attention to detail is is not as good. And here's an example. Look, the Jonathan Sullivan trade was. We admit that it was awful. The Saints, they gave up two first-rounders to move up with Arizona in the top, I think it was like five, right, to get Sullivan or six? Yeah, yeah. But the thing that they did also in that trade is they were like, hey, Arizona, we want to flip from 17 to five, to 37 in the, first, in the second. And with that pick, they got Stinchcomb, who ended up being a really good player for them. And it's just little bitty details like that in trades that really matter. And Saints got hosed on that one. And I, I don't think, like, like that's just something the Saints should have taken care of. Like, I don't think Belichick, he was losing the pick. I don't think he would have cared if Mickey Loomis would have said, look, okay, we got this deal done before we put in the paperwork. I got to call around and get the 31st pick. You know? And you just call, like, 31, 30, 29, 28. You call all these teams and you're like, look, uh what are you gonna give us? You know, like it, it's a it's a ten minute call. Even if it's just you call thirty one, like you say, and you get a seventh. It's done. I just I, and that that worries me that they're not they're not on it like they used to be. Um So that about wraps up the podcast. Uh before we get out of here, quick prediction, Andrew, will the Saints make another free agent move before our next podcast next Monday?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I think, you know, Sterling Moore is still out there. Um, you know, they hosted Manti Teo and and Alex. Oh, the jokes from
3: Manti Teo would be
0: great. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know which of those two guys, I mean, I, I told you today, I really want Alex Okafor. I actually think he was miscast in, um, in Arizona. And I think, uh, If he goes back to 4-3 defensive end, he he could be – he's still a young player. He could be a guy that has a career resurgence if if he stays healthy. So um, I hope they sign him. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I I think uh, there's enough cap money there um, to to get two or three guys. And so, yeah, I'm hopeful they would add at least one in the coming week.
3: Dave, what what would the Saints do that would make you want to OD on Butterfingers?
2: Wait does that does that mean it's a good thing or a bad thing? Good, whatever
3: you take it as you like. What would, you can take it as you want, if it's a good thing or a bad thing.
0: Uh, well, I mean,
2: I'm,
3: I'm I think I
0: think Dave likes more sweet than than. than no, I love chocolatey, right? No, no, oh, you no, do. No, okay.
2: I, I, oh, butterfingers are butterfingers aren't really chocolatey. There, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what that flavor is. It's peanut buttery, but it's also I don't know. It's heaven Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I I agree with Andrew on Okafor. I think that'd be a, a great signing. Um, so that would be the that would be, the, if I was going to binge on Butterfingers, I'd be happy. That's that would be that. If I was going to binge on Butterfingers out of anger,
0: um,
2: who's out there that that I wouldn't want to be signed?
0: Morris Claiborne.
3: I like Morris. I like LSU guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
3: Morris Claiborne's injured all the time too, Andrew. He would fit right in. in their Yeah, he's, there. He's, a per, he's a perfect fit. He's a he's he is a perfect, he's the kind of guy, they'll sign him, he'll look awesome in minicamp, awesome in practice, first game, first series, blows out his knee. And they cart him off. He's done. Mm-hmm. Or it's like an injury where it's like Stephon Anthony where they're like, oh, it's not that big a deal, but he's like not right the whole year.
2: I mean, honestly, for me, the worst-case scenario has already happened when they gave Nick Fairley a four-year deal. <laughs> it so, I mean, I, it, 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 it can only go up from
3: here. I got to say, and Andrew, you can you can vouch for this. The defensive tackle market kind of collapsed. Nick Fairley got like <clears throat> the best deal of anyone of the defensive tackles. <clears throat> Like, no one has gotten a long-term deal. Poe didn't. Um, The guy for the Giants hadn't even signed yet. Benny Logan got, like, a one-year deal from Kansas City. Like, at first, I thought it was a really good deal. Now I think the Saints, like, they kind of jumped the gun and kind of overpaid a little little bit for Farley. Fairly. Am I crazy for that, uh, Andrew?
0: No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, you got to remember, he had six and a half sacks.
3: But whatever, Yolo. Uh,
0: Yeah, no, no. I mean, I I really think, like... you know, Benny Logan had two and a half. I mean, yeah. just to give you a comparison, I mean, I, I think when you have an interior guy that has the kind of pocket push that he's a seven, eight sack guy potential, um, you know, or floor maybe four or five, um, you know, that, that, that's what these guys, these big guys, I mean, that, that, that's why Fairley was drafted so high coming out of Auburn. It, it was that he had the ability to not only be a run stuffer, um, but to be a guy that had that quick first step and the ability to get to the quarterback. And so um, that's a rare breed, man. His defensive season at all, his, scene,
3: his year at Auburn where they won the national title was as good a defensive performance I've ever seen out of an SEC Yeah, I
0: mean, I think the year. only reason Fairley didn't make the Pro Bowl is the Saints that, are terrible. Uh, yeah, the Saints defense is a joke, but uh, I, I thought he played well enough to deserve to go.
3: All right, so before we wrap it up, uh, Andrew, uh, how many mock draft simulators are you going to run from now? Like every week? Like over under? Like two a week? You to... mean like
0: the ones I send to you yeah. via text, or do you mean like that I actually post? That you actually post? Oh, I, I usually do one a month, one so a I'll month. probably do two more. Yeah,
3: yeah, you ought to just like do, do the, the screen, do the screen grab that you text to me, and just post it on post it as a as a post. On Saints Nation, I love the mock draft. The mock draft, similar. I feel
0: like I feel like if I do too many though, then it starts to water down. Yeah, you know, I, I try to save like the really good ones for a post.
3: You can get, you can do like. I think you should do them by theme. You should do like happiest draft, most infuriating. The dream draft where you trade up, the nightmare draft. Like you could do like different theme ones, and you could do like a different theme every week. Dave, you'll be writing a preview. It's not a bad idea. You can do it, Dave. You're going to write a column like in August, right? For Canal Street
2: Chronicles. <laughs> September. September.
3: <laughs> so go, but go to. I'm can,
2: enjoying retirement.
3: Go to Canal Street Chronicles. John is just killing it on there. They get. Yeah. Uh, they got. Wait, which
0: a, one is John?
3: John Hendricks, right?
0: Oh, Hendricks, yeah. 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 yeah.
3: So they're killing it over there, but uh, so go there. Wait, uh, what's?
0: Isn't Ziggler? Isn't he John as well? Yeah. Yes. I okay. feel like
3: he looks like Theodore Roosevelt with his picture and his glasses. It Freaks me out on the Twitter. <laughs> so, um, so for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin who had to leave, uh, I'm Ralph. Until next week, the bar is closed.